It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. I am Lex, and I am here with my co-host, Simon. What's up, Simon? Hey, buddy. We are two nerds that love to talk about nerdy stuff. So... Let's get to it. On this podcast, we uh, review comic books. And since it's Black History Month, we are uh, highlighting some Black creators, Black stories. And this week, we are starting with Philadelphia. If you've read it, it's written by Rodney Barnes. He is an excellent writer. This book, we'll talk about my thoughts of it in a second. But we're going to talk about some trending nerd news first. Can I read this first one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. HBO Max has revealed that Batman The Audio Adventures, which is a comedic take on the Cape Crusader featuring Jeffrey Wright as the voice of the Dark Knight. <laughs> just really, I just really wanted to do that. <laughs> How weird is that? It's interesting. So Jeffrey Wright is the guy that's going to play Commissioner Gordon in the upcoming The Batman movie. I think it'll be good for it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be animated then. Because it's going to be on HBO Max. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like old corny Batman. I love Adam's West. Adam's West Batman? <laughs> Adam <laughs> <Yeah>. West's. Adam's <laughs> West. I like the Adam West version of Batman. So, I like, the, you know, the campy old Golden Age stuff. So, I, I think that this could be funny. It's, it's going to be a comedic take, like you mentioned. Hollywood Reporter said that it's going to be, well, who is it? A longtime Saturday Night Live writer, Dennis McNichols, will write and direct the multi-episode podcast series. Okay, so it's going to be a podcast on HBO Max. No one's, no one's going to watch that. Hmm, maybe. I just don't know. I mean... I would love if it looked like the old, old Batman series, like the black yeah. and white, where his, his ears were like horns. Yeah. And it's just like vo- a voiceover. I can see that. Kind of like a Charlie yeah. Chaplin style. Yeah. They didn't talk on that, but still. Those aren't the talkies yet. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'm into it. I like corny, funny. I think Batman's a funny character because he's so ridiculous. So I, I think it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. But it, it also is part of my complaint about the character. It's like, hey, man, we got enough. Yeah. Well, Batman's we got a, the only character. We got enough Batman. <laughs> we got enough Batman, bro. That's what's so funny about like the McFarlane line is it's all Batman. Yeah. There's like two Green yeah. Lanterns, mm-hmm. a a one Superman, a Bizarro, and that's it. Like the rest is Batman. It's insane. I like Batman, and I'll say this all the time. Anywhere you follow us, I will say that I like Batman because I do. I like him being a detective. I like him beating up perverts and peeping toms in the streets of gotham mm-hmm. like that's the only criminals they have there <laughs> because they see they're like super villains the riddler peeping tom perverts peeping toms and drunk drivers i like <laughs> drunk drivers yeah i like batman's just crashing through front windshields <laughs> and beat the shit out of drunk assholes i like batman as kind of a it's almost like a poor batman like a homemade batman yeah purple gloves batman yeah well or even like year one batman like i like that yeah, I like it where he's like walking up the side of a building. Yeah, not like you know, not the Batman that has this high tech gravel hook that zips him straight up. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. They have, huh. they have these great figures at the comic shop here that are like the Adam West Batman with his uh, swim trunks on and a surfboard. Oh, man, that, <laughs> great. I really kind of want to get them. Now, see, those would be the kind of figures that I would buy. Ridiculous figures that the people don't want, even though that's probably expensive. Yeah, it's a little higher than I wanted to pay. 
but I do want yeah. it. I'm excited for this. I am kind of exhausted with Batman, you know, the Batman who laughs, Joker. I'm kind of, it's just a little bit much for me because again, DC has this big catalog of characters and I would just like to see, I know people say Batman sells, Batman sells, Batman sells, but if you don't try anything else, then you'll never know what else sells. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Batman does sell, but the people want other things, I think. So the people. Yeah, I speak for the people. Oh. <laughs> like I would love to see a, a Blue Beetle show like this or like uh, any yeah. of the old JSA characters or you know what I mean? Like yeah, I would love Booster Gold and Blue Beetle should have a show like this. I think it would kill. Yeah. Especially Harley Quinn's great. Nobody even likes Harley Quinn. Her animated show's great. Yeah, it is funny. I do like that show. Mm. All right, moving on. Uh, MGM is going to produce a movie based on the GameStop stock market chaos because what else has been going on lately? Yeah, they're like, we're, we're, we're hurting. We need experiences. We can't do it over COVID. That's too soon. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants... Yeah, everybody's tired of COVID. We're all living it 24-7. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about the GameStop stock market stuff, mainly because I don't understand enough about stock markets to give you my actual opinion. I just... It's, it's neat let's talk about something else <laughs> <laughs> i think it's crazy that they're already like you know what the guys at mgm and i feel like everybody at mgm is like 97 years old yeah they're just like oh yeah the kids the kids they'll yeah. go see this movie they like GameStop. they wear like old <laughs> pinstripe suits with the yeah. crotch it's like way up here and like the feather <laughs> the, hat their office I, is full of cigar smoke <laughs> yeah, they're just smoking cigarettes yeah the kids they know what's happening <laughs> We're headed to another stock market. Because <laughs> of GameStop. We're about to hit another depression because of GameStop. And yeah, so I think it's weird that they're doing that. I don't think that I would see this movie because I don't I don't care about it. Yeah, it's kind of niche. <laughs> so I think it's because people were saying like, what was that other, the big short or whatever? They kept talking, yeah. people kept comparing it to that. So of course they're going to make a movie out of it. Yeah. If you know about Stonks and <laughs> GameStop, let us know what we're missing out on. Obviously, I didn't buy any because... Yeah, no, I fudged that, man. I'm dumb. But whatever. Let us know what we're missing out on. I saw this today. Walt Disney is going to come out with a Disney Plus show about Black Panther. Or it's going to be based on the Kingdom of Wakanda, not necessarily centered around Black Panther the character. The Kingdom of Wakanda series will be a part of Disney's five-year overall exclusive television deal with Coogler's Proximity Media. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. Disney really likes this guy. Yeah. Well, that movie did really well. Yeah. I don't know if this will be before or after Black Panther 2, but I'm assuming that they're going to use this as like a launch pad for that movie. Yeah. They should. Yeah. You can't have that character die off. The movie was so big. Black Panther 1. You can't have that character die off screen or disappear off screen. But they also don't want to recast them, which I, I that makes sense, I guess. Well, I mean, it does make sense. Not I guess. It does make sense. But it's like, yeah. the movie's not going to be as good if you just started out as Shuri's Black Panther or Killmonger comes back somehow, even though he had one of the only good deaths. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel like they need to do something. They need to have some sort of buffer like this to kind of set up this movie. Even so, I could kind of see it starting with like a funeral. Yeah. I mean, and then kind of explain it, but. I agree. It is kind of mm. the way I would do it is in the comic books, he becomes the king of the dead, Necro Necropolis for a little while, and actually for a long time. I feel like they should do that with that character, maybe in this our Kingdom of Wakanda series, focus on the different tribes, but also focus on 
him realizing that he has to be a king because he becomes the king of kings, not the king of kings. Jesus? Yeah, not that. <laughs> not, not that. No one sent us any hate mail. I'm not saying that. The king of like the Wakandan kings. Mm. And um, so I feel like they should do it that way. Like just have Black Panther in it. Don't take off his mask. You don't have to do that. You can cut out old, you know, words from all the, you know, they can do that. They can splice all the movies that he's done and make him have like a limited dialogue to where he just goes on to the higher plane and focuses that way. And then the rest of Wakanda is kind of in disarray and they're trying to figure out who's going to be the next Black Panther, something like that. And then set up Black Panther 2, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I hope it's good. I like that world. So, And Disney has a lot of money to throw at stuff. So it's not going to be like the worst thing in the world. Right. They'll figure it out. Unless they do like an all British cast and blackface. <laughs> <laughs> they had their chance to fuck that up and they didn't. So... I would say they're like we were woke and now <laughs> yeah we're gonna scale it back show you guys what we're really about yeah we don't know what's going on Walt disney's back from the disney vault in his fucking cryo chamber <laughs> he wants to run things the right way how crazy would that be <laughs> talk about like an alternate world <laughs> everything craziest thing he's like okay now we've recruited this many assets we have this much money now it's time for me to come out and rule the world <laughs> yeah now it's time somebody should write that book there you go, guys. Have it. It's yours. MGM, there's a movie idea for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to get sued. Yeah, right. You can call them Salt Bismi. There you go. Clears it. No problem. Oh, this is some sad news for some people. Uh, I guess a lot. For some people. A lot more people <laughs> liked this guy than they did last week, I'd imagine. Dustin Diamond, Screech from Saved by the Bell passed away at the age of 44 he uh, i guess had been battling lung cancer yeah the the sad thing about that dustin diamond was kind of a pos but the sad thing about that is that he just he just found out he had like stage four cancer yeah came out of nowhere and that sucks uh so i feel for him but some people might say um never mind i was gonna say car was a bitch but i don't (laughs) i don't know him he might have actually been a nice person Mm. and then you know portrayed in the media the bad way I don't know. He seemed like an asshole. <laughs> Every, <laughs> I mean, dying doesn't make you a good person. So That's true. That's true. Even bad people die. Yeah, big ups to Dustin Diamond. You you made us laugh when we were kids. Kind of. Yeah, now you suck. <laughs> oh, man. So if you feel bad, if you're sad that Screech is gone, just remember, he died a long time ago. Yeah, call Mr. Belding. That guy's still alive. <laughs> yeah. And I think he takes phone calls. He probably does. From all his adoring fans. He's been in, he's been in some stuff. <laughs> Has he? Well, he was in that movie, uh, The Girl and Guy's Guide to Getting Down, which is actually pretty funny. He was only in it yeah. for like five minutes. And then uh, he was... Was he as Mr. Building in it? No. He was at himself. He was the actor. Mm. And then he was in the Our Friends, Finding Rod Building or whatever that movie was called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I forgot. totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Netflix has been talking about this Sonic show that they're, they're going to come out with for a while now. They announced that it's going to be a 3D animated series called Sonic Prime. It's going to premiere in 2022. Hmm. Sonic is one of those franchises like the Ninja Turtles that just they just keep making it. All right, you guys are done with, you know, you had your license for two years. Now it's our turn to make a Sonic show. And so it just keeps getting the, worse. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. 
Like, even the old show wasn't that good. Like, yeah, the nostalgia plays a, f- a huge factor in it, but if you watch it, it's not that I think good. the only one that was okay was the one that was on, like, Fox Kids in the early 2000s. The more anime style? Yeah. yeah that one was good. Yeah. Because it actually had, like, a story that right. could kind of go along with, like, the Sonic Adventure games. This one, yeah. Sonic Prime. Yeah. I hope Optimus Prime's in it. Yeah. Give me your face. <laughs> so, I, I like Sonic as it carries. He's one of those franchises that i like the character but i i could care less about like the world because they have never really built the world you know like any of the games are ridiculous they they did the x-men thing where in one of the game franchises they took the new version of sonic and brought back the old small sonic and then they yeah. had to work together it's just like why why a pot-bellied sonic yeah uh, that's so, one of the better games too which is funny it is it is all those games were hard to tell sonic that was a hard franchise yeah. back in the day. it's like go fast but avoid these spikes <laughs> what yeah. yeah you have to have should be just a straight line that that's a fun game you have to have the reaction time of a fighter pilot <laughs> so yeah if you're seven years old if you're seven years old you're just gonna die a lot yeah they announced the cast for the upcoming sandman show on netflix and i'm not gonna go over the whole cast because it was earlier in the week that they talked about it and i think the cast looks great though have you seen it is that the one with uh thomas hayden church or whatever Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Sandman from Spider-Man. Yeah, it's Spider-Man 3 Sandman. <laughs> it's a show just about him. Yeah, Tobey Maguire is going to make a brief appearance. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think? Did you see the cast for this Sandman, though? No. Oh, damn. I should, see, now I feel bad. I should have listed it out. It looks good. I'll look it up. Sandman is one of those stories that it's like it's sort mm-hmm. of a deep story. I think we're going to try to uh, read it. It comes out this summer, so maybe one, uh, you know, right before it comes out or when it comes out, we'll try to ride that trend wave and review the original Sandman. Will it put us to sleep? It will. Bring me a dream, Mister Sandman. It's just a whole episode of us just snoring in the back, <laughs> heads down. Yeah. What about you, man? What's going on with you in your world? Uh, they released a couple of new figures. They have a Maestro figure that's coming out, uh, which is pretty cool. Looks the thick boy. Yeah, <laughs> looks pretty dope. <laughs> I'm not even a huge fan of the Hulk, but I've kind of gotten it. I like the figures. I think I'm gonna try to get a like a uh, another Hulk figure. Any other figures coming out that you want to get that you got your eye on at least? I have a, I've reserved a lot for the next couple of months. They're doing uh, fully coolly robots. I can't remember what it's called, but they mm-hmm. look really cool. They're releasing a blue version and a red version. You can get those on Big Bad Toy Store and a couple other places. Hopefully, my Batman from Mesco comes pretty soon. They they did that pre order on one twelve day and they haven't sent it out yet. So mm. I don't know when that's going to happen. There is that Silver Surfer Black that's going to be a Walgreens exclusive that I really want. It hasn't released in the U.S. yet. It is in Canada, I believe. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. And they started releasing the new wave at the Tri Sentinel or whatever too, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so weird that they that they haven't released it in America yet. And another thing that's weird is Walgreens exclusives. Yeah, I don't know who shops at Walgreens, man. Unless you're going to pick up like medicine, yeah, you have you a, go, that's where you pick your medicine up. You, you make bad decisions when you have the shits, so you're good. Yeah, geez. <laughs> yeah so, so you have to go to Walgreens. Everything at Walgreens is stupid expensive. Yeah, and that the, the exclusives are really weird because I've never, I've only ever seen like they had the Yellow Daredevil that was a Walgreens exclusive, and I saw that uh-huh. once. I almost got it like a million times. I wish I had, but oh well. Yeah, well, that's the same thing I told you about that Night Rush. I was talking to you about it earlier in Discord. I love I love that character Night Thrasher. Uh, I was reading some stuff about him today because I made like a Black History post of doing all the characters, and I was like, "Man, I've seen this Night Thrasher character. 
at Walmart in the clearance aisle. I've seen it a hundred times. It's like the last character, you know, the, the only Marvel Legends still on the shelf. And I was like, man, I should, I'm just gonna look it up online. If they have it at Walmart, then I could get it online. It was fucking $45. <laughs> it's like, damn. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's crazy. So crazy. Marvel, Marvel Legends, they really, um, they really go up and, and cost a lot. So I've done a lot. Um, my buddy had a whole bunch of Build-A-Figure parts. And he was like, if you go through the effort to sell these, I'll split it with you, whatever. And I've been selling a lot of them, just like heads and stuff like that. Like people go nuts trying to get these pieces. So great. And like not for like a dollar. Right. <laughs> like a yeah. Right. Selling a head for at least $10, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a head. It is. Yeah, it is a lot of money. Jeez. All right, cool. Well, that's going to do it for our trending topics. We are going to go and listen to some ads and then come right back and review Philadelphia Volume 1, which covers issue 1 through 6. So go open up your copy, go pop your popcorn, put on your robe, <laughs> sit by the fire and get ready to review. Yeah, pour your cavassier. <laughs> Gross. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaviorCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-L CustomsAndCollectibles.com. All right, thank you for listening to those ads. And again, if you didn't, that's okay too, because sometimes I skip ads when I listen to podcasts. I'm, I'm sorry. I never do. I love advertisements. Especially if it's like the same ad like ours mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's okay as long as you listen once yeah you got the gist <laughs> as long as you listen once a week it's fine <laughs> so this is the section of the podcast where we review a comic book trade some people might say it's a trade review some people <laughs> <laughs> some people <laughs> here we are people. and this week we are reading the book 
called Philadelphia. It's pretty popular. I think it's option for a movie or a show. I can see that. I might have just been thinking that while reading it because it definitely has that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rodney Barnes has done some amazing writing. He wrote Wu-Tang, The American Saga that came on Hulu. He wrote Marvel's Runaways, stars American Gods. These are all great shows. He's written a ton of books. Another book we're going to read this month called Quinn, Quinn's Credible, I think. I might have butchered that title. Amazing writer. And this book, I have to know, initial thoughts, Simon, what'd you think? Uh, I Overall... I liked it. Mm-hmm. Coming in, I wasn't a, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away in my initial yeah, thoughts, yeah, yeah. but it was an interesting book and I enjoyed it uh, yeah. overall. So it was different mm-hmm. from what we've, I wouldn't say from anything we've read yet, especially the art style. Mm-hmm. That was something that it took me a second. It took me probably the first two issues to get used to. Yeah. And then I really enjoyed it, which we'll talk about more of that in a second. So, Philadelphia. When a small-town beat cop comes home to bury his murdered father, the revered Philadelphia detective James Sangster Sr., he begins to unravel a mystery that leads him down a path of horrors and shakes his beliefs to the core. Path of horrors. The city that was... <laughs> Sorry. The city that was once a symbol of liberty and freedom has fallen prey to corruption, poverty, unemployment, brutality. That's it. That's the end of it. Oh, and also vampires, which is it's like all that stuff's terrible, but it's also not even the riddled worst. with vampires. Yeah. Yeah. But the mystery goes even further when Jimmy's investigation leads him to uncover the source of the outbreak is the long thought dead president of the United States, John Adams, which I thought was so weird. It was very random. And I th- it's weird in that in that synopsis synopsis is like the long thought debt. It's like obviously man he was a founding yeah, father. He yeah. was the second president of the United States. Yeah you don't have to say long thought debt. We all know. It is just like you, I wish we had like a soundboard where I could press like a gas. <gasps> <laughs> bum 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 John Adams is dead. Yeah what <laughs> A man secretly biding his time as he builds an undead army to start a new bloodier American revolution. Do you have to take that long? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, a long ass time. (laughs) And it's just like, did he really even do that much in the time that he did? Like, he took over Philadelphia. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is that? Two hundred years. It was a. It was a a couple hundred years. Been a long time, John. You're lazy. You're real lazy, dude. He was out there gallivanting, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting his hair. Doing all that weird vampire sex thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> try. Try it on different outfits. Like when he they show a scene of him like through the era, like one time he has a top hat on, yeah. one time he has a turtle. It was just like, oh, this guy's out there gallivanting. Yeah. If you haven't, hey. if y'all haven't seen the Key and Peel like vampire <laughs> skit, go yeah. go watch exactly it. Exactly. Yeah. About. Oh, that's great. John Adams is out there wasting time. He doesn't want to start no American Revolution. He could have took over the in 200 years. He could have taken over all of America. Yeah, he could have done it himself. He's out there just telling, I don't even know, Yeah, being a politician. Yeah, exactly. Bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. Freaking wasting time. Okay, so I kind of like the style that we did last time because it we it kind of honed our tangents in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Our episode actually was only... A little over an hour which is a record for us i think so record this one i'm gonna go you've made some notes which is it's good because my some of my summaries are a little long 
Mm-hmm. So because I just it, this book is really I'm going to start off by saying that this book is really dense. There were panels that I had to reread. And these are I guess I could say these are not gripes, but cons go go on so many pros when I read books that, or talk about books that I like. And then I end up like saying, oh, I don't, there's nothing I don't like. Well, these are, I guess, what we classify as, as cons. Sometimes it was hard to pick up on the who was saying what, when. That is 100 in my first issue <laughs> notes. Do you want to just go issue by issue? Yeah, we'll go mm-hmm. issue by issue. So let me give you, let me give you guys a, a brief summary. It might be kind of long. A brief summary of issue one. Philadelphia volume one is one through six, as I mentioned before. So here we go. I was going to make like a West Philadelphia born and raised joke, but <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. West Philadelphia. It's like a scream metal. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it, so I scratched it out. It starts out really strong. It gives off a vibe like a HBO cop show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the vibe I got, and I like those shows. It's kind of like The Wire. So it, it's called Sins of the Fathers, this first arc. And James Sangster Jr. returns to Philadelphia because his dad was murdered right and you automatically see glimpses of his dad being obsessed with work kind of being a crappy dad you learn that he hates his dad right but then you the reason why i started by saying it was hard to see who was talking because there'd be like four or five panels where the dad's narrating and then it would just automatically blend into the son talk which it may it, i imagine would be on purpose right but for me, it was just hard to tell who was saying what. Uh, yeah, I had I have having trouble determining who is speaking. And I think obviously uh, so it's color coded. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the dad is always red and the son is always yellow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the two. But I was the exact same way because the panels aren't necessarily attached to anyone like their thoughts. Yeah. You know, it may not show, even show his father in the picture, you know, or the son in the picture that's in the panel, which I get where they're going and mm-hmm. I appreciate it, but I could not figure out for that first little bit, like who was talking. I just kind of took it like, whatever. Okay. We'll yeah, just get through so this. I, I realized I had to get through the first issue and I don't mean that in a bad way. Rodney Barnes is an extremely skilled writer. I feel like it would be extreme way better on TV, mm-hmm. like being able to tell the different voices. Right. Yeah. You know, but for me, because it's like the, you start out with the dad going over the cases and then it's the son talking about his how much he didn't like his dad and how much he's ready to just leave philadelphia behind and then it goes back into the dad solving the case and then it which i'm like okay well the dad dies and then the son takes on the case that's the story but then it ends with the debt you see what how the dad got killed because you don't really get vibes of vampires yet or anything like that it's just kind of like a a case that went the wrong way he goes to chase down this lead that he's been chasing rolls up to the projects and he's like oh damn it's a setup and then instantly you're just you dive deep into oh these are vampires yeah you just see that they're like hanging from the ceiling or something <laughs> yeah. and then he dies which i thought was great that i like to just get dropped into things like that i don't mm-hmm. i don't need a bunch of like history because the whole book is the history which is good they they wove that in very well Jason Sean Alexander is the artist. And as we mentioned before, it, it the, it's not that it's jarring. It is very artistic, you know? Yeah, so uh, to me, it was very interesting, but it, I have kind of a bad taste in my mouth because it reminds me 
once uh, Al Simmons kills himself in Spawn, yeah. I don't know if this is the same artist, but once he kills himself in Spawn, it comes back as like the white dude. And this is the art style. Like it's yeah. the same. Uh, very, very dark. Same. I think it's the same. Yeah, very, very, very dark, very uh, kind of hard to decipher what what's going on. You're not getting much environmental uh, storytelling. It's, it's no. almost all characters, all portraits, things like that. Very portrait heavy. Like the, the faces or they look like actors. Like you could tell who's going to be in this movie. That's what I was. So I was trying to look up the actor who's the father because it obviously is this guy, but I cannot remember what he's from. He plays the dad in Doom Patrol. He plays Cyborg's dad in Doom Patrol. Ah, yes. I was like <laughs> trying so hard. I was like, what have I seen this guy in? Yeah, you can totally tell that it's supposed to be an actor, but I don't know. It, it, it took me a while to get to it. And I, and I wrote that in my summary notes, like, okay, I'm getting used to the art style now. I kind of like it now. Like for me, this particular issue started pretty slow, but like yeah. once you're halfway through towards the end, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like all this stuff happens, like his dad dies, you see the vampires and then the ending is like, whoa. He finds his dad's journal where he finds out that his dad has been actually chasing vampires. Like he real his dad and this medical examiner has found out that they're vampires and he's trying to get to the bottom of it. He's trying to save the city. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I gotta I gotta check my dad. I don't remember why he decided to dig his dad up. I don't remember if the journal said something about him. I don't know. I, I was trying to think of that too as I was going through like did he just because his dad says like took you long enough or whatever, which kind of merges into the story that his son is telling about his mom dying of cancer and going uh -huh. into the room. But I thought that was really good too because whenever you see him pop up, I was I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah, like he's like <laughs> got the arms crossed. But um, yeah, it's like a TV. This is like a movie. This is a movie moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these are things that would be good would be good in a movie. It was weird. It was like an off screen thought, you know, in yeah. Scooby Doo. If you try to solve the mystery, you won't because they always, yeah, it's usually the opposite. Yeah, there's always clues that they don't tell you about, which is why I hate Scooby Doo. There's always clues they don't tell you about. And this one, I feel like that was kind of the deal. He figured it out off screen and then, you know, then, then he goes and digs him up. Yeah, because it was to me, the way, the only way that I, it made sense in my head was like his dad was chasing vampires. So, maybe his dad is alive but i mean it's just a lot to to dig up a dead body off of a maybe is just like hey man people do it all the time maybe he had a good watch yeah he's trying to get his watch yeah. or his cufflinks maybe he's trying to like spit in his dad's face or something <laughs> <'cause> he <hates laughs> yeah but he does say that i was i'm gonna solve this as like a fuck you to my dad yeah. which is weird because he he said he's just a regular cop in baltimore but then now he's a super detective because his dad was a super detective he's got those hands man his dad said that's true his yeah dad's hands. but i liked I, I definitely like the ending and i love the the vampire lore like mm -hmm. and we'll get more into that later but i <laughs> i do find it interesting so vampire lore usually is like they bite you they suck your blood but then they have to feed you some of their blood yeah. this one is more like a zombie vampire yeah yeah i like that they i, I like that they used the yellow fever mm. is that what it was yeah uh, it was interesting and that was such a big part of it and how it came from the Caribbean. I thought it was all cool. Yeah. Yeah. Once it dives into the the darkness of the because it plays very good at setting up the dark world with just like this part of Philadelphia being crappy, politicians and everybody ignore it. They set it up and drugs overran it. 
So it's already dark and depressing. And then it's like, oh yeah, they're vampires. And once you dive into the real darkness, the art, I feel like really takes off and really helps set the tone. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I mean, that's like Philadelphia, that's real life Philadelphia. Like that's the Philadelphia as a character in this and real life Philadelphia had some shit happen in the eighties and the nineties. And it's like, it sucks, you know? (laughs) So in those areas. Yeah. So it's interesting, like you said, that they, they use the yellow fever. They use like this town, historical figures. I love the idea of like John Adams had the yellow fever and came back, whatever. But anyway. When they dropped John Adams' name in the first issue, because they don't say that he's the leader or anything like that. They just talk about like, oh yeah, John Adams had yellow fever. He was the only person since like back, you know, back in the day or whatever. Not the only person, but. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no way John Adams is going to be like a major character in this modern book <laughs> but then he ends up being the main antagonist <laughs> it's like yeah so weird so weird and it's like semi-humorous without being yeah like it's not a funny book at all no but it just has a little a bit of a humor to it because it is sort of ridiculous yeah it's outlandish yeah so issue two we're gonna dive into issue two it i, I can't remember if we learn more about tevin seesaw I think we start learning about him in issue two, right? Yeah. Seesaw is this character that James Sr. was hunting down. I guess he just had some leads on him. He knew he was a vampire. Come to find out that he is is actually like just not a normal kid, but he's not evil. He visits, he's visiting his grandma in the hospital. I love when he comes in and he's talking to her because she's dying and he's like, mm-hmm. Nana or whatever, like I can get, I can, I can make you immortal. Like, I can make all this pain go away. And she says, we get the time we do anymore is an abomination. And I love that quote. I think yeah. it's great. And I, it's interesting because like, you're not seeing much else other than the vampires that killed the father. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like, you know, he has empathy. Like he has previous memories. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a monster. It's weird because, and he kind of explains it later on, like there's different phases of it. Like you're this mindless beast for a little bit and then you kind of get quote unquote in, enlightenment. But I thought they, he has different powers. Like they have different powers too. Like all, like uh-huh. they don't really dive into it. Right. You see more of that later on, but he can fly. Yeah. You know, he's flying. Not Some of them can fly. Some of them can't. Some of them are just like more zombies than actual vampires. Right. Yeah. Like they're feral. Yeah. And it was a really cool scene in this issue. Is this the issue with the little girl? Yeah. The, the one with Brittany. Yeah. So Brittany is this, this chick. She's walking. It's this young, I had to be like a 10 year old girl walking down the street. And this creepy dude, I got creepy vibes as soon as he rolled up to her. Yeah. Like, hey, course. little girl, you want to, you need a ride home? Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm a police cop. officer. <laughs> officer friendly. I'm just like, oh, I hope this guy dies. Mm. Sure enough. Yeah. She's like, yeah, why don't you pull over right here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I like where you're, I like where this is going. Just like, blah, barf. <laughs> and then she switches it up. Apparently, she's been alive since slave time. Yeah. She's one of the oldest ones. And that's what I, so you talk about their powers. That's one thing I, I noted. It's like, she reads his mind like he says no you know i'm whatever and she goes oh you're this guy who's not really in love with his wife anymore you have three kids a dog you know whatever she just goes into his backstory and then he starts freaking out Mm -hmm. and it's a pretty cool panel when he's like in that because you see all these shadows starting to surround them but he the artist does such a great job of making him it reminds me of like the shadows and ghost (laughs) like they're just like these phantom like Ugh, oh, creepy. That movie is creepy. Yeah, that would be super creepy. Everything just blends together relatively well in this. Like I said, it 
I think it's going to be option for a movie because it feels sort of cinematic. You know what I mean? Mm. You get to, I can't, I don't know if it's Josie or Jose, the coroner. <laughs> totally. I totally wrote that down. Let's see. I think, yeah. So I, in issue five, in my notes, I said, I just realized her name is Josie, not Jose. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I didn't realize that after, after or in the second issue, when, it's the chick. I'm just like, well, surely this isn't Jose because it's I, maybe it could be a girl's name. I don't know. It's Philadelphia, man. It's not Jose. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So he goes straight to Josie because that's who is the only other person that knew about the vampires. And he's like, hey, um, I know we don't know each other, but I need you to come look at this. And she's like, man, I'm busy. I got dead bodies up to my neck. He's like, yeah, you're going to want to see this. Trust me, you know, my dad, you work with my dad and um, you just want to see this. And then come to find out that his dad's there. And it's like completely normal. So he didn't go through all the phases of the being feral and all that shit. He was just like the coolest guy on the planet. Yeah, he's just a cool guy. Just the dad from Doom Patrol. <laughs> just drinking blood. And they're just like, I'm going to need some more blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. How, how what do you do with the blood from these cadavers yeah it was real weird especially since later mm-hmm. all those cadavers are like vampires so that blood so wouldn't be good sh- for him so they shouldn't have blood they were drained or the yeah the blood should be bad it should be poison to him mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know that's pretty loose we're talking about a second ago Brittany traps this or basically is like a predator and hunts this guy and this police officer down they bring him back to one of their hives and have him strung up and this is a little confusing. I was going to ask you about this. For me, you introduce to Seesaw again, Tevin, and you you see instantly that he's sort of this character that has, like you said, sort of a conscious when the rest of these characters don't. Mm-hmm. He was sold a dream from John Adams, and he bought into it, but then over time he realized that it, it's he's full of shit. Right. And so he's kind of like wanting to defect. But they're like taunting this guy. They're going to kill him. And they bring out these two feral vampires and he says, listen, you could either eat or be killed. So is he talking to those two feral vampires? Yeah, so I think that's how he gets them on his team. It's like he chains them up. He turns them, chains them up. And then they. he says, you, you have the opportunity to be like part of this freedom force or starve. Mm. And they always mm. obviously pick that. And that's why Seesaw is kind of like, Hey man, this is kind of fucked up. Like, obviously, you this isn't free because you're giving people an ultimatum. Yeah, like one option: either be with us or die. Yeah, yeah. So then you start to see that this character is because he has like trusted, uh, not officials, but I guess people that have been with him longer, that are higher intelligence, that are stronger. And Seesaw is one of those characters. Mm-hmm. That's kind of so. They're in the morgue, and that's when the vampires wake up. Seesaw goes to see his grandmother again, and she has died at this point and he's really sad and he's like well now people are people are going to know your name you know people are going to know what you stood for yeah yeah he does the creepy uh, crying yeah. thing which is blood, blood tears which oh, that that always creeps me out and that's issue two all right issue three first of all the cover of issue three was dope it was like a vampire george washington i think yeah, yeah with like a powdered wig and a tri hat because <laughs> he talked this is what i was talking about i thought was an issue too this issue is really about John Adams and his journey of trying to live a regular life after being president and then going to the Caribbean, becoming a vampire, and then just so happens to get this book that has all the magical vampire powers in the history of magical vampires. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Yeah, and it's, it's also I just kind of looked this up because I've heard this a lot. The issue is called Abaddon, and it means place of destruction or the realm of the dead in the Hebrew Bible, which I think is kind of interesting. Oh, that is cool. That is really cool. Yeah, they. You learn that he, him, and his wife become immortal vampires Mm -hmm. his wife actually becomes way cooler than him what i like about some of the subsequent issues is how it kind of switches the the narrative really quickly like you'll see like you know some of john adams will say something now you're back in the morgue with josie and the other characters like fighting these vampires but yeah so what so sorry to interrupt you but what was kind of jarring in the first issue ends up blending really well into the storytelling further on into the story. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. So John Adams is kind of talking about like at the beginning, he's looking at the Liberty bell and he's talking about, we overcome British tyranny, but now, you know, we've created a system where only white men, like men such as ourselves, like white men can, can flourish. And there's like a scene of a black man being arrested while he's walking and then he says, like, the other founding fathers wouldn't be cool with what I'm doing. But, you know, it's yeah. all about perspective. It seems like the way he's written is that he is not self-conscious about his accomplishments. But, like, he talks about how he's a joke of Hamilton. He saw Hamilton and how they made fun of him. Yeah, he was, like, ineffectual. And I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And I thought, so I love the idea that John Adams is the bad guy. And I love the idea that they talk about his yellow fever and how they connect it to like historical events. Mm-hmm. But I, to me, it falls into the trope, um, which I still like it. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock it, but it falls into the trope of like a monster with a cause. Like there's the bad guy that's going to save the world by doing this thing, but he's really yeah. like, he thinks he, in his reality, he's the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in everyone else, he's the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he wants a better America for everybody. And it's not like just white guys, like you said earlier. It's everybody. People that have you know, yeah, he, been treated by the current American He's system. trying to equalize by making everyone vampires. But he himself was already like creating this caste system by saying, you join my freedom fighters or you starve. You know what I mean? Like he's not giving yeah, people yeah. real choice. So he was replacing the system with a more effective version of the system in his eyes. Right, yeah. And just by killing everybody, which is so weird. And what else happened in this issue? It goes more into like he's talking about, like you said, being self-conscious. He talks about, which this panel, this was kind of confusing because he talks about going to the Caribbean and going to this village and becoming a, you know, a vampire, right? He wakes up, there's all this gore. There's like body parts everywhere with the people that he was with. But he got turned and what was it see he said his guide that leads him to this like vampire village says he said that abigail was spared immortality he mused is a lonely dynamic but then she's a vampire so i was so confused by that i interpreted it as they killed her and then i was like well maybe they just left her alone and alive to where she could just die out like a normal person but then she's like a hardcore vampire yeah she's like a slutty vampire yeah no that's exactly what i thought it was very confusing yeah i mean it's it's more about like his dad talking about finding the nests and how he's going to help stop this and how he's not going to be affected because like vampires are family and i'm i'm one of them and and that you don't hurt family 
as he says that to his son, his son is like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like they show pain, like show background panels of him like getting angry at his wife and and his son and like smacking his son and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then and then you go into uh Seesaw and he's kind of with his group of probably kind of like the top dogs, kind of like his his main people that have yeah, been with his, him for the Yeah, his dad said that they're kind of like his generals. Some people that are like special forces, some people that are just old and, and stronger. It's interesting. They have this guy that's kind of like a voodoo mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, he's like a top ass, a fucking weirdo. Yeah, his name is Toppy. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically talking to these guys about John Adams and how he's gonna how he's not into it like he's he's Mm. like i'm done uh because john adams is just like we said doing the same shit that fucked us up in life like he's just doing the same thing that we already went through yeah um like it's not gonna be any different once all this is all the dust settles mm -hmm. i like i also like like you talked about how they, they talk they make it kind of historically not accurate but play on a lot of the historical events they talk about how John Adams is diagnosed with yellow fever and all this stuff and how his wife, they talk about John Quincy Adams and how they kind of like made their kids be politicians kind of like were behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. His wife dies, quote unquote, she's kind of like she dies and then she gets to go and do whatever she wants. He stays alive for a little while and then he finally makes his big, you know, death. Yeah. And even then, like the way that you see, uh, I can't remember the the main character's name. I that that was the main problem I had. I just couldn't remember his name. Jimmy J J J J. Like uh, the way you see his dad is almost like his dad was just resting, like hibernating. So I think that's kind of what he meant. Like maybe Abigail really did just get buried uh, for a while. Yeah, that's what I assumed. I assumed that she. I think that like societal, like oh she died because mm-hmm. they do show them like get. They said the 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 doctors couldn't figure out what was really wrong with them. So they label it yellow fever. And then I think they would just be like, oh yeah, she succumbed to the yellow fever. So now she quote unquote died. And then they also talk about how they, people would come and, oh, you know, open them up, open their tombs up and bring them out periodically or whatever. Yeah. But I did like he, you know, like you were talking about earlier, you see him through the ages and his different style. He skinnies up, he loses the FUPA. Yeah. Uh, and But he, he kind of talks about how, throughout the ages they basically learned to like all these politicians and stuff there's even like a donald trump reference in here that's how new this book is barack obama yeah Yeah, but they talk about living you know manipulating the system through fear and creating Mm -hmm. things for uh, that's only good for top dogs like you know kind of takes everything away but the dad decide you know the dad is basically their connection to the hive and the vampires and he's he's like yeah this place is calling to me so he goes and checks out the hell whatever it's called mm-hmm. hell hell something hell house yeah it's not hell it's not hell house whatever it is he goes to the projects and he's just kind of just taking it all in he's he feels the urges of being a vampire but he is so level-headed and such a good cop that he resists them yeah it's such a weird i i wrote in my notes like surprise nudity <laughs> because yeah, yeah. He wants, naked old dudes yeah this uh stanley looking dude in this <laughs> Make it it just says, Sup. yeah just walk by and he's like pulls his gun and it's like what yeah and they just somehow are just hanging from the ceiling now like bats yeah and this is when you first right after this is like so sam adams starts talking about how the poor people are easy to convert they're easy to be like yeah. hey we'll make you a vampire because like this what you're living through is shitty but we can make it really cool for you yeah yeah you're, you'll be immortal You'll also be a part of new America. You'll be 
you know, treated equally. Yeah. Like really equally. Yeah. And then, but he says like the elite, it's, you have to coax them in. So you use sex and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that Abigail is like introduced as a major character. Yeah, um, first time you see her, I think like really. Yeah. There, there's like one panel that shows her, but yeah, basically she's pretty thick. But then there's more, you know, surprise nudity, surprise gore. <laughs> John Adams stays the same. Like he is sticking to his dream, democracy, the American dream. Mm-hmm. But she's more diving into like the sort of vampire life. Like, yeah. The freaky vampire life. <laughs> yeah, like I don't really give a shit about that. And he even says like he still cares about their marriage. And she's like, you know, yeah. death do his part. We're done with that. Like it doesn't make sense for immortals. Yeah, she's like, let's just do whatever we want. And it just to show that their interaction to me is perfect because it shows her. It's not that she's the boss, but they're equals. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, that that's not how things work. And she even talks about that later on. Like she was just supposed to be like a doting wife, but now it's not. It's a level playing field. Yeah, he has his own agenda. She has her own agendas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's surprise nudity, lots of naked people. Yeah, it's <laughs> a girl like having sex with this dude who's just covered in blood. It is really interesting because she's almost like the stereotypical, like she's wearing like a <laughs> like a leather necklace with like a chain and stuff. James Sangster, the father, is kind of like he's having this internal monologue about like just right after that, uh, about like how the vampire life is calling him like he wants to do that but he's trying so hard to avoid it yeah now he's going through an existential crisis he in fact the sun's coming out and he kind of sits in his car for a second Mm -hmm. lets the skin burn yeah i thought that was cool yeah it's interesting that they don't just completely burn up i do like that uh yeah it's just like tormenting themselves mm -hmm. pretty much that's pretty much the gist of issue three yeah we get to see abigail we get to see a lot of the history of her and john adams and how he kind of his plan but even though i i agree with you man his his plan seems like it kind of sucks because it's just philly and he's been a vampire for 150 years yeah yeah like <laughs> what you, what you been doing dude really not great and and it's weird <laughs> that they again and i mentioned this i mean this is the this is the like this is how movies and, and comics and books and everything works like the plot moves along with your reality like as you're reading it but it is weird we get into issue four and like, he's like, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And all these vampires just start going out like just for you. Cause I'm reading it now. <laughs> like all yeah. this stuff is culminating right now that these vampires are going out and just like going into random people's houses, which they shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. Traditional vampires. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what lore? These are just like zombie vampires. I did think it was interesting, man. Issue four just hit the ball running. Like the first panel is just vampires, zombie style climbing up walls yeah going in the subway ripping people up it's crazy the dad is in his coffin or whatever just resting whatever you know doing the vampire thing and he's just go or no this is not what's happening he's dead this is i guess this panel is when he's first dead and he's thinking about his life and then he wakes up like oh shit i'm alive because it has him with his arms crossed and he's thinking about his wife his son being born then how he was actually kind of shitty and how um, you know, he, he hurt his love and all that stuff. And then he died. Then he wakes up. He's like, oh, I'm not I'm not dead. Yeah. One thing I really, really like about this, which I haven't mentioned before, I love how the their eyes are portrayed, like the vampires. Yeah. He, the, the artist does a great job of, like, making them luminescent. Like, yeah. they really pop. And there's no mistaking who's a vampire. Yeah, for know? sure. Because it's, like, black 
it's like yellow pupils and then the eye is black yeah which is really cool and so you the form the relationship between Josie and JJ is forming Jose. <laughs> the entire time too subtly like I'm thinking like she's gonna die obviously that sucks yeah I kind of I kind of thought it was I, I did write in my notes I was like eh, it's a little unnecessary like I don't really there doesn't need to be romance They're making a movie man <laughs> it's like the movie formula there has to be romance in a movie yeah mgm i did like so they're kind of like on a date or whatever and that's when shit's going down like in the subway other places they're not seeing it they're like e- eating a pretzel on the street but i do like that this date isn't like a traditional date this is more like a. and he even mentions it like so he's like they're in this the only people that know about this ongoing war and he's like, so what do we do now? Like, we're the dad has the plan. And like, so mm-hmm. what do we do? <laughs> and it's like, oh, we could talk. But she's like, no, oh, we can't really talk. We need to start working on a plan. And then he looks up and these zombies bust out of this building or whatever. Yeah, they're just like flooding against the window until it it like cracks open, and which is pretty bright red. Pretty cool scene. Some of them are coming out of the sewers, like people are going nuts. And they get away. Yeah, they're telling them to run. I did note there's one panel in here where they're running away from the horde and and I'm not trying to knock the artist too much or anything, but there's some way weird perspective things going on here. Yeah. That looks a little cartoonish, yeah. but you know, whatever. They get home and the dad's just chilling there, man. Yeah. And at this point, he starts like you can see he's kind of cracking. He's like, "Dude, I'm hungry." Yeah. Like he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. I'm watching the news." But hey, and I think it's or later on the issue, he's like, or later on the story, I thought it was really, oh, we'll wait. But it's, it's like you said, he's starting to crack. He's like, hey, man, I get it, but we need to get something to eat. And they're like, yeah, we can't I'm leave. Super hungry. And then it switches right into the Adams, and he's talking to like the mayor. And the mayor is a and, human still. Yeah. And they're just talking about this plan. And, and basically, they're watching the news report as the city burns from all these vampires eating everybody. Mm-hmm. They're just drinking blood like it's champagne and Hennessy. Yeah, Blech. yeah. You know who needs? You know who needs to be in this movie? Army Hammer needs to play John Adams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree I with that. Taste your heart. <laughs> Wait, we're not using real blood for this. I'm out. Yeah, what? <laughs> so we finally see uh, Seesaw again. He's still with the with the generals. They go into the police station, and so they talk about like. The mayor is helping them as far as like lowering the, the everyone's sort of guard. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the police station. He's like, well, tell them not to attack anybody yet or tell them to, you know, not go on the offensive. They go to the police station. And they just are ripping up the police officers, which, yeah, that's a pretty another brutal scene. Yeah. And it's interesting because it goes right from that. Seesaw's with them. I think. I mean, he's right before he's talking to them with these guard he leaves yeah he takes off he says what are we waiting for and he's like they're waiting on the word we're waiting on the word to, to attack and then they show him he's like whatever yeah you do it and, and then he shows up these now these two stories are going to merge seesaw shows up yeah. with the dad i do like there's one panel where he says like are you fiending and i love how it's like shown all warped like he's kind of drunk or like kind of lightheaded yeah and they make it sort of like an addiction type thing which is makes sense yeah and he's a cool. His character becomes really cool. I thought he was going to be lame and annoying when they first introduced him, but that this he becomes like the coolest character in the story. Seesaw. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot too. So it's it's really cool because 
he says, hey, I just want to ask you one question. Like, how do people, how do police officers see people like me near the enemy? Yeah. It's like, is he talking about vampires or are he talking about black people? But they don't, you know, dive deep in that at all. They just say, you know what? Let's go, let's go take care of you. Let's calm that monster. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn, are they better go eat some people? But no. Yeah. They go hunt rats. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then it just kind of goes into, he's talking to Josie, like the son is talking to Josie. And uh, he's talking about his relationship with his father and his mother, who his mother died of cancer. Mm. And then Josie kind of relates by saying she was like joining the convent and like <laughs> she like one ups. Yeah, she's like, yeah, your mom died of cancer and your dad's kind of mean, but like I ran away from home. And then my because my parents wanted me to be a nun. Mm-hmm. And then my parents died. Yeah, both of them same day. Looking looking for yeah. me. <laughs> it's like. All right, you win. Let's kiss because it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, damn. Oh, man. But I do yeah. think it's so just to kind of go through it. I do think it's interesting. And I like that uh, Seesaw kind of has this idea. It's like they, he, they basically hunt rats for because they're trying to they're trying to keep off of like eating humans or eating dogs or cat you know, like anything that you wouldn't want to eat. So they're like, well, we can just eat these rats. And they're Seesaw's main thing his main motivation in the story is freedom mm-hmm. freedom to choose whether you, if you want to be a monster you be a monster that's your choice but if you don't because like john adams is saying you have to do it my way my way or the highway and seesaw's like I, you know i don't want to kill all these people they just don't want to like that's not what you promised me you promised me a better world yeah, he's like you want to fucks with somebody you fucks with them <laughs> that's the way he said it but it, basically and then he kind of goes and talks about his grandma again, which is great. Um, you know, his grandma seems like a really sweet lady. Um, but yeah, it just kind of goes more into John and he's like, John Adams as he's walking through the city and it's just like crazy. How are they going to yeah. explain this? You know, like I thought that the next issue where they try to explain what the fuck happened to all these dead people on the street that are just like terrorists yeah, clawed apart. Great, great idea. And the, uh, so we're in issue five. And it's the next day. You see the city in devastation. There's a press conference and they're talking about basically like explaining that it's a terrorist attack. We're going to try to make this. A, my notes are way too in detail. So we're going to try to make this a loose panel by mm-hmm. panel. Not go as detail. There's this girl that I thought was interesting. I didn't pay attention to it. There's this girl hanging up missing signs with a chick that looks like Britain. Mm-hmm. Right. But I didn't notice it until afterwards. I did like that. The One of the reporters like, come on, man. You're telling me this is a terrorist attack? That's bullshit. Yeah, all these people are, don't have any blood. There's no blood in their bodies. Yeah. yeah. And then you get the backstory of Seesaw. He was just a regular dude, just like a lot of people, just going through life past the point where he could accomplish his dreams, and he was just tired of it. And then John Adams comes and promises him this grand adventure. And you learn that he trusted him so much that he gave him this all-powerful book. Yeah, they mentioned that in which, issue three, I think. Or it gives him the book to trust because he doesn't want his wife to have it. Yeah. So he also, you know, it shows how John Adams sees people still. Right. Like, oh, you're just a kid. The highest scientist and all these people couldn't do it. You're not going to, don't even worry about looking into it because. I don't feel like John Adams is a bad guy. He just has like a warped no. way of trying to accomplish things. Yeah, for sure. And it's maybe just from being immortal. Yeah. And being a founding father. You know, those guys kind of had some yeah. views. <laughs> I do like there's one specific panel with the father talking about like 
I used to think I knew what death was, you know, it's either you go here and you go here. And it's like him, obviously a double pager, like with angels and demons. And that was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Beautiful, beautiful scene. Cause it shows him in the coffin. If you're not, if you haven't read this, which kind of sucks because we're spoiling the entire thing, but he's in the middle of it and it's heaven and hell. And like, I feel like this book would be, this is like a better spawn book. Yeah. Like it's like, it's just, Every time I read a story like this, I'm just like, why wasn't Spawn good? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so bad. Like, I know this is, this is way different than Spawn. This is not that. But anytime you have, like, Heaven and Hell. It's because Todd McFarlane, that's why. Anytime you have Heaven and Hell played pretty well in a story like this, it just makes me wonder, like, why Spawn was so bad. Yeah. We find out a little bit later, Seesaw shows the book to the father. This book, again, I think it was in issue three. When John Adams gets turned, the guy's like, here's a book. It's like, you could rule the world. Solve, yeah, solves all of humanity's problems, basically. It looks like a bunch of hieroglyphs. He couldn't ever get it transcribed, but this guy just figured it out. And he's like, it's not about reading, it's about feeling. And you see him do a little magic trick for the dad, which is cool. Very um, ambiguous about the powers of this book, but I guess like. It plays so we sh- we shouldn't understand it because it is like it was it explains the history of man and has all this knowledge to again give you enough power to rule the world. Mm-hmm. So they've had the press conference. Obviously, some people are privy to the whole vampire thing. They talk to I believe the commissioner, the police chief. Yeah, and they're like, "Yo, this uh, the son and and Jose." <laughs> <laughs> they talked to him they're like yo this is what's happening we need to like they're vampires yeah we need to like <laughs> they, make a plan i like how i like how straight up they were they're like hey listen uh a third of the people in the town are dead from their blood being drained i'm gonna say right now this is vampires and I'm like yeah i don't know if i can believe you. yeah that's <laughs> a- like uh, uh well do you have a better explanation yeah very <laughs> Oh man. Um, so there's another part in this book where Brittany goes and sees her sister, which you had mentioned at the beginning, Uh she's, she's putting up these missing posters waiting as a plan to get her sister to come find her. And you, you find out that they're former slaves. Yep. Great story. But what's interesting is that the older sister is like, yeah, Seesaw turned me back. He turned me back human, but that's like, so just like glossed over. Like it's mentioned here. Yeah. Brittany's kind of pissed off because she's like, yeah, but you'll die and I won't die. And like, I'll miss my sister. Or you're going to leave me like our parents did. And she's like, Hey, that was 150 years ago, but you're, that's not how it went down. It's not yeah, so they black and white. Like <laughs> we were slaves. Yeah. They went somewhere else. It was against right. their will. And yeah, it was very glossed over. And even I, I reread this issue because I, you know, they do the magic tricks and all this stuff. Seesaw multiple times in this issue shows he can make shiny things yeah right sparkly abigail and her are like laying there i don't know if, i don't know if their relationship is weird to me like they're just sleeping yeah but it's just weird because like they have a strong relationship and it does it's not explored at all abigail i wrote this in my notes later but it, it kind of abigail is treated like a major character that is like fleshed out but she's not fleshed out at all she's not she seems like she's controlling the entire thing but like you don't you never get any real reasoning for that or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like, uh, I like the whole, I can't remember Brittany's sister's name, but I love the whole turmoil. Like I, the sister's like, I love feeling the sun on my face. Like I like living. Yeah. 
Like that is so much better than being immortal. And she even says like, you can stay a vampire. Like if you want to, I can help you. I can protect you during the day. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this, you don't have to do it. And her sister gets so pissed off. She's like, you know what I need? I need to go eviscerate something. And so she drops it on these police officers and just like destroys them. Yeah. Rips this dude's head off. The gore is insane. Before that happens, the commissioner finds the, uh, the dad and he's like, oh shit, you're dead. And you're the guy that we've been chasing for months. What, what's going on? Yeah, he was like, you're the missing person from 15 years ago when I was still a beat cop or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we told you it was vampires before you walked in here. Like, chill out. We, we told you. We told you it was vampires. <laughs> so I don't know what you expected when you walked in here. Yeah. <laughs> but even then he acknowledges that. I like that he acknowledges, like, it's one thing to, to be told that, but then to actually see it, 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 there's no way to comprehend it, which makes sense because in real life, if there were real vampires, your brain would it would break. Yeah, you know that's what mean? they say about like aliens. Like aliens are actually <laughs> like there's a thing called a tulpa. It's a spirit. It's basically a tulpa is a a creature or something created from thought. It's like a thought projection. Yeah. And so a lot of people say like, uh, or some of these people say that like aliens, you you can't understand what they are, so you always see like the big eyes. Like your brain just tries to make it something form something Um, yeah and i i do like in this issue like the dad and the son have like a little heart to heart and and like i believe you were going to bring this up earlier he tells him he's like Uh you know you remember the looney tunes like they uh uh, bugs and daffy get stuck on an island and they see each other's like hamburgers (laughs) and hot dogs he's like i'm seeing you as a big bowl of tomato soup right now yeah. And I love tomato soup. And I it's yeah. a great like <laughs> it's like, yes, I want and then it's the same thing with like the I'm hungry thing. It's like I want to do this. Yes, I want to talk to you right now, but I also want to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells him that from the beginning. He's like, I can smell your blood. Uh, yeah. but I'm all right. At this point, we're in issue six, the last issue of this volume, this story arc, which I can tell you right now, before talking about this. A lot of times we complain, uh, not complain, We one of our cons in a lot of these trades are that um, they don't end. They don't have a closing story. Mm-hmm. Like Folklords really didn't close the story like we wanted to. I feel like this one did a very good job at closing it with teasers, right. which could, you know, it could go on. It could had enough mystery that it was like, oh, she's going to take over, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's also closed. Yeah, like it. It. I. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Right before we get to that, I will say, like in the last panel of issue five, the other generals of Adam's army or whatever discover that uh, Seesaw is a traitor. Working. Yeah, he's working. With yeah, them. calls him a Benedict Arnold. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like issue six was great in in it's basically the end of that chapter, you know, like they close it up, could go on. It could not go on. It's fine either way. Yeah. One thing I thought was weird was that he went from like, just not displaying the power that he found to now full on just like WandaVision, WandaVision level, because on this, he even does the, the general's attack (laughs) and he just puts up one finger and says, no. And they just, Freeze. Reminds me a lot of the Matrix at the end of the, at the end. yeah. No, he just is the man. <laughs> yeah, and then he explodes all of them except the top dude, and he's like, "Well, aren't you gonna shouldn't we kill him?" Which you know you always are supposed to kill yeah. him. I don't Double know, you tap. Don't, you don't leave him. You don't leave him. 
He left him there, which I thought was a great scene because he says, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. Top says that to, to Seesaw. And he's like, I will have your heart. Obviously that's the kind of teaser I want in a book. Mm-hmm. Like that could mean nothing, but it could be very big if it continued. You know what I mean? It could be a big story arc later. Right. Uh, they, they assemble all the police officers. They do it. All, the pacing's good. They're just like, this is, it makes sense because it's like an uncharted territory. Like, yes, the police officers are working with all these people, but they also acknowledge that it, it's not normal. Yeah. Like JJ says, hey, they're going to have your badge. And he's like, it don't matter because if we don't do this, then we're all going to be yeah. dead. So, well, and I love that he's like, what can stop them? He's like, flamethrowers. <laughs> and I, I love that the, the, the commissioner or whatever, captain, he's like, yeah, get all the flamethrowers we have. So the cops have flamed up like they they have those. They're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> and so they, they're mobilizing at all the hives, all the biggest hives that they know uh-huh. about. And Seesaw and the dad are going to go fight you know, a big climactic battle, which I thought they even acknowledge. I love the acknowledgement of these things, like in the story. Like they see the statue of Rocky and they're like, man, I love Rocky. He's all like, I never saw Rocky, but I saw Creed. I loved it. And then John Adams is like, well, maybe they'll make a movie about this one day. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting. One thing that I had a problem with the art is figuring out time of day. So it's obviously nighttime. Or these yeah. two, or Seesaw and the father wouldn't be out and about. But they show this panel of like a nest and these vampires are like, packed in there like sardine yeah but like why are they in the building you know what i mean like why are they there yeah there's no real background so it's just like like you said the characters and then like the slight environment behind them and then it's flat yeah so it's either white backgrounds black backgrounds there's no real emphasis on skies or anything it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to go out and fight at night you know if you're fighting yeah. an enemy such as a vampire, you would think that you'd be like, okay, we're we'll hold up in this safe room until the morning. Yeah, the sun isn't as significant as I thought he was going to be. Yeah, he he definitely isn't. Like I get that it's a, it's sort of the beginning of his story. He was a, a he didn't want to be obsessed with work. He was just a nobody cop, but now he's like a, becoming a detective. Mm-hmm. He's becoming he's getting all these like random promotions to help mobilize. Which I get. This is like the beginning of his story. It's kind of like in Once in Future how that guy was just a researcher and then he gets thrown into this life. Yeah. yeah. And you see him sort of like the sun is rise to the occasion. Yeah. The sun is deputized. He's like, I'm not even, this isn't my precinct. I can't operate here. And he's like, you are now deputy. Uh, you know, like, yeah. He's like, there's vampires, man. These are vampires. Who gives a shit? Yeah. We switch stories. Basically, Abigail is kind of flirting with the mayor and then she just fucking bites his ass and kills him. Yeah. And you know, it's a great panel because I'm like, okay, here we go. This is the story development that we've been talking about. She's a main character without being a main character. Now we get to see her cards are on the table. Mm-hmm. But then nothing. Yeah, she just... He's like, hey, I have to talk to you. So I'm like, okay, she's about to reveal her plan. But then she just kills him. She's like, there's no... Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of like her... She Later on, you learn some things about her. But she's like, there's no room for men like you. Yeah, I honestly expected her to betray Adams. But yeah, she didn't. But yeah. I think she just kind of knew. 
Yeah. She kind of knew that this was all going to unfold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She he dies, which is good because he was like sh- super sketchy. Yeah. He was trying to get all these people, man, under his belt, and then he just was fucking feeding them to the vampires. Right. You see more flirtatious things between her and Josie and yeah. Him, which they're like, I know we're about to die, but let's yeah. make out. Do you snore? Because we're gonna have a lot of sex after this. All that stuff was really forced to me. Again, yeah. to me, all that stuff was in there because that it was it's going to be a movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. john adams is cool man this is a cool john adams yeah 2017 2018 cool john adams (laughs) he rolls out and darth vader style is like okay well i'm gonna take the dad out for it because he's only been a vampire for three days you're down but then seesaw's like you don't know what i got i got the kamehameha wave i'm gonna hit you with it (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna blast your face off it's just very ambiguous with what these powers are. Yeah. I like that. He, I like the acknowledgement. That goes a long way for me because some of this stuff is a stretch, like the powers and welcome John Adams doesn't have powers, but they acknowledge like Seesaw even says, I don't know what he can do. Right. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Like I, I've studied this and I've kind of sort of mastered this book, but I don't know what he knows, what he's learned, anything like that. So we're kind of going in blind. Yeah, and like you say, you, you so seesaw hits him with a couple of command way, and then yeah, but then like John Adams comes right back, and I wrote in my notes, I was like, you don't see much more of the power after yeah. this. Like I really wanted to see this power that he learned that he seemed to be in control of. I was John expecting Adams, a big fight. Yeah, John Adams just like puts him down real quick. Seesaw obliterates those generals, like yeah. Doctor Manhattan style. Right. And just like where the degree of the powers, I guess we don't need to know the specifics of them. That's just me being a nerd. But then the dad comes in like the cool secondary character that Old you forget about. Yeah. Just stabs him through the back with a. He says it the entire time. Like just, you know, there's a it plays back to issue three or whatever when they're trying to get rid of all the vampires that are, they've been keeping in the fridge. And, you know, the son is using his gun like a police officer to shoot him. He's like, stab them. Yeah. Use the stakes. <laughs> use the stakes. Stab them, man. I told you already. Yeah. And then he sure enough stabs him. But I love that he goes through. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie in a long time, but Pee Wee Herman. No. Character, I, I say Pee Wee. In a long time. I can't remember his the actor's name, but he's in that movie. Paul Rubin? Yeah, Paul Rubens is in that movie and he gets stabbed and he goes, it's a great scene because he's like, ooh, ah, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I do remember that. The long, he like kicks the, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, that's the way I feel like John Adams. Like, he is dead. But he's sitting there talking forever, like he's stabbed through the heart. But basically, yeah, sometimes you see vampires in some movie iterations. You see vampires get stabbed and then just like, <laughs> yeah, they disintegrate. Yeah, he's sitting there having a conversation and he's starting to kind of steam away. But you know, yeah, you have the cool cop, you have the cool movie moment where he's like, John Adams is monologuing. Yeah, and he's like, Mr. President. You have the right to remain silent. Right, yeah. like, but but say handcuffs on him. So stupid. He's dying. Uh, <laughs> like, why, yeah. why'd you cuff him? Yeah. But then it switches right back over to the son and Josie, like fighting all these vampires. And then he grabs Josie and he's they start running because they firebomb this apartment building. And I think that is such an interesting parallel because in the 80 in like 85 in Philadelphia. They actually firebombed, yeah. like, <laughs> the city firebombed its own building, yeah, which is, like, crazy and fucked up. And it's, like, 
indicative of the times. Philadelphia's a crazy place, man. That's why Will Smith moved. And it was one of those things. It was all about, it was like a black neighborhood. You know, it was like, a, yeah. yeah, it's just really messed up. So I thought that was interesting, that parallel there. And the thing about this is like, the art doesn't really do backgrounds. Yeah. But when they show environments like that, it's just like a, a art piece. Like it's crazy deep. You know what I mean? Like you, you really see the emphasis on this building exploding. It gets its own two-page spread. Yeah. And it's just really crazy when you when you think about that. Like, I don't know. And, and it, when you sit here, you're like, you don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. Like the vampires obviously are going out because they were told to do that. Like John Adams is like, forcing them or they starve right but now i mean they're just kind of the destitute yeah right he made them they're only bad because they're trying to eat other people yeah it's no different than like who's the bad guy when it comes to like hunting deer you know okay so it's a crazy situation but it's not unmanageable Mm -hmm. like it could be a situation where yeah, man, maybe more people should donate a little bit more blood so the vampires don't overrun the world. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Red Cross, step in. Let's let's see if, if vampires can drink plasma. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the plot of True Blood. It's like they yeah. figure out the, the synthetic blood. And yeah, and they can live together. Yeah. You know, it, it's plausible. But then you see, finally, Abigail comes out and she says, you know what? I'm going to be... The founding mother mm-hmm. of this new nation. Yeah. And that's after she sees John uh, John Adams, who's been monologuing this whole time. He looks god-awful. Uh, yeah. Real gross looking. But Toppy's still alive, you know, should have died. Actually, the other generals, because I see like a mohawk in the background. Yeah. So, um, so could they form back? Damn. I don't know. But yeah, she kind of just says, like, that's the end of her plot point. I'm the founding mother. Like, I'll take over the legacy. Um, yeah, take his remains to, you know, where we keep our family, our family's whatever, tomb, whatever fucking weird old founding father said. Mausolixums. I don't know. And then it ends with this, like, well, it pretty much ends with the father and the son kind of, like, getting over their differences the father basically wants the son to bury him which i really thought that he was gonna have the son kill him i thought he was just gonna sit out in the sun and just yeah die that way like you finally because you always see them like in the sun for a second and then they go into the shadows but i thought he was just gonna finally do like that i'm staying out in the sun one last time yeah he says that that goobery thing about his hands being his dad's hand you know yeah but yeah basically like you continue the fight right but that's what's so weird is like the father is gonna be alive like he just buries him so he's basically hibernating you know i say it caps off the story but it also leaves it open yeah it's like every comic book movie that came out in the 2000s like they were all prepared for sequels yeah and then he mentions they say the word philadelphia (laughs) yeah he says there's still there's still vampires here uh, and I'm going to take care of him because that's what my father would do. Yeah. What happened to Seesaw? Yeah. And I guess that's just what's going to happen later. You know, like Seesaw just does all that cool stuff. And then he's like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to go that caps off his story. I'm going to go be free. But he can't, he can't cap off his story. It still goes on because he's the, you know, the Goku of the vampires. Well, I mean, just for this. He has all the stories. You said you read more. There's more to this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, This is issue six. Two weeks ago was issue 12. Okay. Came out. 
So another volume is done. I do like that this the way that this volume ended. It's good. The art in um, starts to get a little bit tighter. Yeah. So so it's it's I wouldn't say more enjoyable or less enjoyable, but it's just it's a good change of pace. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about pros. Yeah. yeah. To pros. Yeah. So I like that this is a self-contained story. It obviously can be extended and it has been, mm. but I appreciate that you could read this volume and that would be enough. And there are some questions that you will have, yeah. but overall it caps off the story pretty well. I, I began to like the art style, but I can't say that it's my favorite. Mm. Um, and I think. I liked it. I liked it because it was yeah. different. Like, so it, at the beginning, like it took me a second to get into it. And as the story got as I've sort of romanticized the story, the art played into kind of uh, mm-hmm. adding emphasis to it. And we've been reading a lot of comic book superhero type stuff lately. So it is, it's very different than that. Yeah, but I still prefer like last week's. I, I liked Folklords. Yeah. You know, I like that art style, but there's some, I don't know. And I really think I'm soured because of that Spawn run. Like it was so bad and it was all this art style. And it's hard to tell what's going on. There are some that are really cool. Like I love when it's just silhouettes. Like they use a lot of silhouettes. Yeah. that That's pretty cool. But hmm, overall, it's not my favorite. Yeah. But it does, it fits the narrative. I will say that. So the pro is that the art style really fits the narrative. Fits the plot. For sure. It's a dark, it's a dark book. Mm-hmm. And so it really plays really shad- a lot of shadows in it. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of silhouettes. Yeah. And it... And it, it helps it because, like you said, most of these characters are just shadows. Like, most of the zombies are just in the shadows. Yeah. And he does a great job of doing, like, the feral vampires. I will say that. Yeah. I really enjoyed the art because I don't read Spawn. I stopped reading Spawn after, like, issue seven. <laughs> when it was so, good. Yeah. So, um, once he, yeah, the seventh issue of him crying about stuff. Like, oh man, my life is sad. I'm badass now. What you do is you listen, you want you read Spawn and you listen to like some emo music, mm. and it really it'll really make you cut yourself. See, I just watched the the, the HBO show is cool. It is good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have that on a double-sided DVD. That's how old it is. That's my spawn. All right. The official Wednesday poll list grading chart. I've been looking at different ways to print these out. I don't know. Maybe magnets. That'd be cool. Maybe we can do magic. Don't stick it in your wallet on your credit card, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what are you giving it? Simon's first. Mm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a, a D two. Okay. I uh, I liked it a lot, and to me, that's like a pretty good toast if you're in a hurry. Yeah. You know, like you're like, oh shit, I don't have time for it to get dark enough that I want it to. Mm-hmm. This will melt my butter. I can I can I can make it. I enjoyed the story. I think the writing was pretty cool. And I love the intermingling of like historical factors and stuff like that. Yeah. But the, the art kind of takes it down a notch for me. And weird questions like where's Seesaw, stuff like that. Obviously, we know that there's going to be more. But anyway. Okay, so I'm going to give it an F5. My favorite part is explaining why. So it is perfectly toasted. Mm-hmm. But the entire time, I felt like this was being written to be a movie. Yeah, of course. Like the entire time, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is a movie. This is a movie. This is a movie." Like that, they didn't take me out of it. Like that's toast. 
obviously, but it's just a little, a little squished and oblong. Yeah, I was like, ah, I would like a little bit less of the cinematic tone. Yeah, I can see a little bit less, like less of the Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners, like "You're yeah. under arrest, Mr. President." <laughs> yeah, you have the right. Hey, you're talking too much. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> and then just like the ambi- ambiguity of the powers. Yeah. To me, I I get it. I get it that it was just like sort of this ominous thing, but mm-hmm. it was a little too ominous. Yeah. I, there's something about cinematic vampires where, I mean, even in lore, they can like turn into steam and then turn into <laughs> turn into yeah. wolves or bats or all this other shit. Yeah, they acted like bats, but they it was more like a zombie vampire hybrid, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Um, uh, uh, I am legend vampires than anything yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. We're not mad. And I, again, I, I read this book still and it does, I would say that it's, it stays about the same. It's good. Yeah. Well, that's good. A lot, you know. Lots of people love it. Love it. And I, I buy, I've gotten every issue, so I enjoy it. I don't have a lot of negative things to say. There's a lot of questions, but as I, as someone that has read it all the way through, it's not like you know what I mean it's not as much of a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is, makes sense because I will say that it doesn't make me want to read any more of it. Yeah. I'm not really coaxed to read the rest. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. This was a good story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like capped off enough like we talked we said it a bunch of times. Enough mystery that it was like, oh, it could be, but a lot of these things the mystery is is not so mysterious. <laughs> That you're like, I have to know what happens. Yeah. It's more like you can kind of make your own assumptions on what happens. Well, and if you watch TV or you read comic books, like, you know, there's... If you've seen vampire movies... Well, and there's so much, like, it's predictable in some ways because of all this other fiction that exists. Not necessarily bad. It's not bad on its part. It's just you you can only be so original with all this other stuff. And it it is a a fresh take on a vampire story. It really is. Yeah. Tying it to these historical events, tying it to John Adams, like all that stuff makes it a very original vampire story. Mm-hmm. But there, but like you said, so many vampire stories since black and white pictures. Pictures, who am I? Black <laughs> the and black and white pictures. Black and white movies. <laughs> the talkies. It's all relatively predictable. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I liked it. Even even the moral struggle of like good vampires versus bad vampires. We've seen Blade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daywalker. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like, you know, there was there we've been we've read books that you're like, eh, I'm not a fan of. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I do have I do agree with you. We do we disagree for the first part. I enjoy the art. I know you have the spawn stigma. Well, and it's honestly it was just messy to me. Like yeah. I like kind of that loose style as again, like I said, like folklords, kind of a messy style, kind of juvenile yeah. style. I think maybe it's the coloring for me. I don't mind the drawings themselves. Like they're good drawings. Yeah. Uh, the ink sure. is really good, the but faces, the coloring. The faces, the emphasis was more on the faces, mm-hmm. the, you know, the actual uh, expression of the characters than anything else in the book. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I can't yeah. say that I didn't like it. So. So you gave it a... I already forgot. Yeah, me too. D5, Rewind. I think. Rewind! Yep. <laughs> I think you're going to like this one. So next week we're reading Bitterroot Volume 1. If you haven't read it, pick it up. Check it and see if it's on Hoopla. 
If you use Hoopla or Comixology Unlimited, I believe it's on Comixology Unlimited. There's another, somebody talked about, there's another service that connects to libraries too. They're a wealth of, I mean, like Philadelphia is a fairly new book and they have that first volume on there. So like, you know, it's a pretty good place to get it if you're just looking to rent it, so to speak. Yeah, because I think it's uh, relatively cheap to still have a library card. It's like a dollar. I think it's free. <laughs> Is it? It's. Wow. I mean, to get the library card, I think, it, yeah, it might cost a little bit. But other than that, it costs nothing. That's what I mean. I think it's a dollar to yeah. get a library card. Yeah. I think that's what it was at our library. Yeah, it's like a dollar to get it and five if you lose it. It's just to, co- to cover the cost of yeah. printing a library card. It's an insane business. Yeah. Not even a business. Yeah, it's I was about to say that. service. <laughs> oh, man. You mean to tell me that the government provides books for us to read? Damn socialists. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe it. How dare them yeah. try to get us to be learning. All right, that's enough. We're circling the drain, folks. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it. We will see you guys next week. Later. Beep.